Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I want you to consider this episode to be a bit of a heart to heart, a bit of a, I'm going to grab you by the shoulders and I'm going to give you some home truths about what I see and what I experience. Let me tell you the context of this episode. So today I'm going to be talking to you about reasons why I believe you should stop trying to navigate this weird and wonderful world of business all on your own. And I think that I feel so strongly about this because what I see is a professional upbringing in the majority of us, maybe not everyone, but in the majority of us that says you get more points for struggling on your own. You get more points if you're able to navigate this on your own and the less help you need, the stronger you are and the more able you seem. And it's just fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. It's especially bullshit when you're at a point in your career or maybe you're a business owner and the book stops with you. Like there's no, you don't get any extra points for suffering and sacrificing. You don't get any extra points for showing that you can do it all on your own. If anything, the most successful people out there in business terms, the most successful people out there absolutely recognize that they simply can't do it on their own. And what where your brain might go to when I say that is, oh yeah, of course, like of course that, you know, Charlotte Tilbury, I don't know why she sprang to mind, but of course Charlotte Tilbury doesn't try to do all of her own admin, you know? I, I'm not necessarily talking about the outsourcing of tasks here. In this episode, I want to I want to stop and I want to talk to you about the support that you might not be receiving with your inner work. Now, I have done an episode similar to this, but not quite the same. And I'm going to link that in the show notes because one of the things that you guys have fed back is you really appreciate me linking the other episodes in the show notes because when you like a particular topic, you want to absorb as much of it as you possibly can. So no worries on that. I will link that in the show notes. But back to this episode, trying to do it all on your own. So not talking about the task outsourcing, but specifically talking about trying to navigate your own inner world as well at the same time as trying to navigate the roller coaster that is business and everything that you have to go through on a daily basis from the way you manage your time, the way you make decisions, the way you um, manage your own energy. I'm going to talk about all of that in this episode today. I've actually got three topics that I'm desperate to cover off with you. And I want you to be listening out for how does this apply to me? And does this apply to me? And if it does, please consider this to be your very loving kick up the arse to come and consider doing this work, whether it's on a one-to-one basis, whether you want that level of support where we are literally in each other's pockets because I'm on voice notes all of the time with my one-to-one clients and we have our uh, fortnightly sessions where we really go deep into how you can move forward in business by working through some of the inner stuff that you might have been avoiding. That's actually one of the pieces of feedback from one of my clients is she knew at the beginning that this wasn't going to be easy work and the inner work isn't the easy work. Sometimes you're going to have to come face to face with the things that you have been avoiding and you don't want to see. Sometimes you're going to have to hear things that you've been deaf to almost because you've not 
been prepared or had the support to actually navigate through it. And that's what this one-to-one support does. This one-to-one support shows you the parts of your inner world that are causing negative ripple effects out there in business. And not only just shows you them, but enables you to work through them at the same time as navigating business. Because let's have it right, business doesn't just pause while you go and do the inner work. And that's what I specialize in. I specialize in using your experiences out there in business as a tool for you to be able to navigate your inner work and move and develop and grow through it. Or it might be the inner work club. If this, if what I'm about to talk about today, if you listen to this and go, oh my God, when she said that, that particularly resonates with me, you might, you might think a great place to start is the inner work club. In the inner work club, we still have face-to-face coaching virtually, right? And the difference is it's not just you. You're with the other members of the inner work club. And the benefit of that is you get to bring your specific coaching to the table, but you also get to hear other people being coached too. So sometimes what that means is you will benefit from hearing someone else's coaching conversation even though the specifics might not be related to you, you can hear yourself in their struggle, in their challenge. And that's the thing. The inner work is so, it's as specific to you as your fingerprint. And what I'm really proud about in my business is that I've enabled my business to operate in such a way where regardless of whether you're joining me one-to-one or if you're coming to me in the inner work club, I'm able to, to make it as specific to you as it needs to be. And that's where I also gain my fulfillment as a business owner. There's no point in me creating offerings um, and packages that I'm not also lit up by. And I am at my most lit up when I can work with you quite intimately to make sure that you are getting the support that you need and being challenged in the way that I can see you need challenge, challenging so that you can move, so that you can make progress as hard as that sometimes can be. So that's how I want you to be listening to this episode. I want you to be hearing this episode and thinking, okay, I can see that that actually might be my area where I need support in doing the inner work and consider coming and doing this work. But also if you're not thinking of coming and doing this work, allow this episode to raise your awareness to what you might actually be needing a little bit of support with. And maybe if you're not going to come and do this work, it can act as a area where you give yourself grace. You can, instead of turning a blind blind eye to it and doing that thing that I see people do of being like, oh, well, there's just something inherently wrong with me. I'm just inherently not good enough. Instead of doing that to yourself, you can treat it for what it is. Okay, yeah, I can see that I um well, let me go into the episode and you'll be able to see, you'll be able to pick out the examples that relate to you. So there's three areas that I want to talk to you about in this episode where I see people experience the biggest results through doing the inner work out there in business, rippling out there into business, is number one, they actually start making progress. And I'm not just talking about making progress on any old shit. I'm talking about they actually start making meaningful progress. I'm going to break down in this episode what that actually looks like and what's behind the progress that's being made. They also see themselves stopping this burnout cycle. And I'm going to explain what I specifically mean by that. 
because where I see burnout being talked about a lot is very much in relation to how you're using, how how much you're doing. You know, oh, I'm so, I've been so busy. I think I'm just a bit burnt out. And I actually see burnout a little bit differently. So I'm going to explain that and see if you can identify yourself in that. The last thing I want to talk to you about today is um, when you're in your own way. So this is this last part of the episode is me helping you to see. Okay, so am I getting in my own way? And if I am, how how does that look for me? And can I identify that within myself? So let's get in. First place that I can see that when you're trying to do it all on your own, how you can actually be costing yourself, I think that's the right way to put it, is it, you're actually not making meaningful progress or you're not making meaningful progress as quickly as you could be, as efficiently as you could be, and as um, painlessness as you could be. Like it's, it, you're making progress, but it's causing you a lot of pain. You feel like you're dragging yourself through to, to make the progress that you want to make. And I'm choosing my words carefully here because people talk a lot about productivity and I am all for being productive, but it's being productive towards the right mission. It's being productive towards the right thing. It's not just the busy work. Um, so let me highlight a few a few ways that I support my clients inside the Inner Work Club and one-to-one. Let's see if this is some of the support that you're trying to do all on your own. The first mistake that I see my clients make at the beginning is they're not necessarily being able to hold themselves accountable because the goals that they're setting for themselves are actually fucking themselves over. Like it's <laughs> they fuck themselves over from the get-go. And the best, um, I was explaining this to one of my friends the other day and they were saying, it's like the best examples that I can give is like someone saying, right, uh, in four weeks, I'm going to run a marathon or in two months, I'm going to quit my job and start my own business. And it's like, no wonder you keep hitting a brick wall. No wonder you keep coming up against resistance. No wonder you don't know where to start because the goal that you've actually set is this fucking massive mammoth goal. You don't know how to be successful towards that goal because A, you've never done it before and B, it's huge. Like <laughs> It's massive. And so the way that I support my clients, this is particularly something that we practice in the Inner Work Club which my one-to-one clients get free access to, is we establish ways of every single month obtaining your focus. So yeah, you might have this big, big goal of quitting your job and starting a business or running a marathon or whatever that is for you, or pivoting in your current business or you know, establishing a different package or pricing structure in your own business, whatever that big goal is that ties into this vision of how you see yourself in 12 months time. And what we do is we establish on a weekly basis, very specific needle moving activities, high value activities, brave actions, which are normally the things that if you were left to your own devices, you would probably avoid. And you probably avoid them because there's risk, there's emotional risk attached to them. This is why I think I get a lot of feedback on the inner work conversation about how useful it is when I share my own personal stories. And I remember at the beginning of recording this podcast, I would always be quite um, nervous 
about sharing my own personal stories. And I recognize now that that's because in doing so, there's emotional risk involved, right? But I also recognize that if I really want, for those of you who are listening and you resonate with my work and you don't think I'm a dickhead, I accept and acknowledge that that's the level of trust that we need to have to work with each other. That's why I've said in previous episodes, it's really beneficial if you've listened to the inner work conversation before coming and doing this work with me, because even though I might not know you, we have established a baseline level of trust. And we can only do that if I show up and I take an emotional risk, which looks and sounds like give you the opportunity to go to judge me basically and to go, yeah, I like her. I like what she's saying and I appreciate what she's been through and I appreciate the context of the story that she's sharing. The emotional risk for me is that you might go, don't like her. She's not my cup of tea and you might walk away. But what a lot of people don't realize in business is that's sort of the best thing. You know, it's the best thing for was all to show up as our unique selves and shine really brightly as our unique selves and give the other party the opportunity to go, I really like you or I don't fucking like you at all. And that's okay. You don't have to be for everyone. And what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Chunking down the big goals, wasn't I? And I was saying, you know, what we do in the Inner Work Club is every single Monday we come together for hour one and I get you to actually commit to the brave actions, the actions that normally see you taking those emotional risks. Now you know what one is. And I really want my clients to see that when you're doing that, you're almost casting a vote towards yourself and being like, hey, I know this is hard and I appreciate that you might not want to do that this week and here are the reasons why, but this is a vote from your Monday morning version of yourself to your future version of yourself this week to say, I believe in you and you can do it and I will give you me, that (laughs) this is me talking to me, you talking to you, I will give you the support that you need to enable you to navigate that emotionally risky situation. You know, what we are doing in this work is we're essentially putting ourselves in perceived harm's way, in inverted commas, you know? We are putting ourselves towards what we're scared of. And that is not something to be underestimated because what that's gonna do is it's gonna bring up all of your resistance. It's gonna bring up all of your fear. And in doing so, you have to learn how to support yourself. And that's the work that we do. So when I talk about actually making meaningful progress, it's helping my clients to own their decisions in business. Stop outsourcing their decision-making about what they will do to someone else's opinion. Stop outsourcing their decision-making on what they will do and the decisions they will make about their own business or in their own business in comparing themselves to another business online or another paper, another scholarly paper or whatever that might be for them. It's really important for you to be able to recognize that, and I'm going to move on to this in a second, I enable my clients to avoid business burnout because all of that takes not just time, but energy. And that energy that is being wasted is the same energy that could be going towards you making meaningful progress. Like when I'm talking, I'm literally sitting here thinking, how can people see this as 
un, uh, what's that word? It's absolute. this work is absolutely necessary. <laughs> like, I just, I, I appreciate that it costs to come and do this work. I appreciate that it costs money. I appreciate it costs time. But I want you to be looking at this from my lens. My lens is saying, what is it costing you to not do this work? And if you can sit down and honestly answer that question, what is it costing me to not get this kind of support? And it works out financially, energetically better for you to not get this support, then I'm really, really happy for you because you're in a different place. But for my clients, it is actually costing them to not do this work. And I hope what I'm doing in this episode is making that abundantly clear because it is quite tricky. It's quite tricky. Like I was speaking to a client about this the other day and she was saying, the people that you work with, it's such a niche audience because they're normally, and it's true, they're normally very technically good at what they do, you know? So for the lady who I work with who works in HR, she's a bloody good HR consultant. For the photographer that I work with, she is an incredible photographer. For the wedding planner that I work with, she is the best. For the florist that I work with, she's just insane. Like the creations that come out of these people when they are able to move out of their own way, when they are able to see that their business needs to financially sustain them, and all of the decisions that they're making, it just makes me realize that, oh yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It just makes me realize, and I was chatting to a client about this the other day, it's a very niche audience because you are technically very good at what you do. And sometimes being technically good at what you do can make you th then think, well, but I'm not experiencing the experience that I thought I would when I'm technically as good as I am. And instead of actually seeing that that's probably because there's a part of this inner work that is stopping you from actualizing your own potential. Instead of that, you make it mean something about you. You make it mean that you're just inherently not good enough or inherently not ready for that level of success. And that's fucking bollocks. That's absolute bullshit. It's bullshit that your brain will feed you. And if you're not careful, you'll believe it. And I don't want you to believe it because I know that these things can be worked through. Is there anything that I've missed off? Um, you start to be able to own, oh yeah, this is one last point on this and then I'm gonna move on into the burnout bit. When, you, when you're actually making progress, you, I've put here in my notes, you start to be able to own your own development areas without coming from ego. And I've got a further point to say, it's what my business or career needs, right? I know exactly what I mean there. What I mean there is what I see in my clients as they start to get into, like really get into this work, is they start to be able to separate themselves from their business. Or if they're employed, they start to be able to separate themselves from what their career needs or what more specifically, what their job needs. Too often, what I see people doing who, ha who haven't got this support is they tangle themselves up in what their business needs. They tangle themselves up in what their job needs. And instead of being able to therefore then see that this is a business problem, they start making it mean something about them inherently, who they are and what they're worth. Um, so if I can think of an example off the top of my head, like if we're talking about... Uh, a pricing and value and marketing issue. 
the person who hasn't done this work will be saying things like, oh, well, maybe I'm just not worth that pricing. Maybe I'm just not as good as those other people who do that thing that I do. And they tangle themselves up in the business issue. And what I love for my clients who are doing this work and actually making the meaningful progress is they this work allows them to detangle themselves, their inherent worth from what the business needs. The business needs me to step up and become better at marketing, that increase my marketing skill. The business needs me to be able to demonstrate my value through social media and providing value in my mail list or my podcast or whatever that is. The job that I'm in requires me to step up and develop my assertiveness. So instead of it being something about me and that's inherently wrong with me, we're able to then detangle ourselves and actually see that, no, this is just something that you need to take ownership of. Absolutely. Because it's what your career needs, because it's what your business needs. And from that place, you're able to, from a non ego place, take ownership of it. And taking ownership of it means you're able to develop it, means you're able to do something about it without you feeling like a piece of shit. <laughs> because when you make it mean something about you and your humanness, you tangle yourself up in that and it just leaves you with this feeling of, oh, well, it's just me. It's me. It's my humanness. It's because I'm not good enough. And 10 times out of 10, that's not the case. It's not you. It is you. It's not you. I've actually got an episode on that about um, are you the problem? Probably I'm going to link that in the show notes as well, because that's a really good one for enabling you to see that even if even if it is a problem with you, as in your knowledge or your skills in your career or in your business, actually, yeah, you are the wrong one responsible for it. And it's about taking ownership of that. But you can only take ownership of it, I believe, sustainably, when you're not giving yourself shit. So let's move on. I want to talk to you next about avoiding business burnout. The biggest mistake that I think when the topic of burnout is discussed is that it's all about, it's only about how much you're working. How many times have you heard that? You know, I've been so busy in business. I really need to be careful not to burn out. I don't necessarily think it's just about how much you're working, how much time you're spending, how much energy you're spending. My perspective is that there are many things that contribute towards burnout that don't just include how much you're working. So I just want to comment on that before I go any further. Yeah, in the Inner Work Club and with my one-to-one -one clients, we do get a real grasp, a really good grip <laughs> on the way that you're spending your time and energy in business. A hundred percent. I'm not saying that that's unimportant. That is absolutely important. But there are, there's, there's layers to that shit. It's like an onion, right? There's complexity to it. There's nuance to it. The things that I also see that contribute towards business burnout are things like isolation exhaustion. And that doesn't, I, I was someone, if you just said isolation exhaustion to me a little while ago, a few years ago, I'd have been like, oh no, 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 not me. I love working on my own. I don't get isolation exhaustion because I really like, I really enjoy my own company. It's not that. It's not that you're getting lonely. It's that when you're only with you in your own thoughts all of the time, 
it can be a really exhausting place to be. And so isolation exhaustion is what I think contributes towards burnout because when it's just you with your own thoughts, you're all up in your own head and there's no, you've, you've got no one to voice it to. You've got no one to give you that alternative perspective. And I really do see that contributing towards burnout. And Burnout to me is a really fucking serious topic, actually, because I see amazing people with really cracking businesses considering folding or talented people in incredible careers, either backing out or not going for that promotion because they think that they can't deal with it or they think that uh, it's not for them. They've jumped to a conclusion when actually what's probably more the case is they're a bit burnt out. And part of that burnout definitely comes from this isolation exhaustion. So with my one-to-one clients, the massive benefit there is that they get to speak it out loud. You know, they get to hear what they actually think and they are offered an alternative perspective. And that's not necessarily mine. Sometimes when they hear themselves say it out loud, I will ask them a question that enables them to hear that they've got another perspective on that particular thing. I think when you're not able to do that for your with yourself, which many of us aren't, that's why my the likes of my job exists. When you're not able to do that for yourself, it can be a really um not lonely world, but exhausting world because you're just all up in your own head, feeling like you're spinning round. And then then we've got the Inner Work Club. And like I mentioned earlier on in the Inner Work Club, not only are you getting coached, but you're also listening to other people's coaching calls on the private podcast. And so you are almost being offered another perspective through someone else's experience. And the power in community in that way is beyond belief. This isn't, when I say community, I wanna be clear, in the Inner Work Club, It's not like everyone knows each other and is really pally. I think it's fair to say that everyone there is there for their own individual experience. It's just they're getting the benefit of hearing other people go through similar things to them. And that's where isolation exhaustion doesn't contribute to their business burnout. Another way that I see business burnout or being contributed to is a lack of meaningful progress. So that busy work that I talked about, it is talked about all the time, isn't it? When we talk about burnout, like I'm so busy, I'm so burnt out. I think what's really behind that is how busy people can get with the, what I would call the low level, the low value activities. The low value activities are the ones that keep you very busy, keep you very occupied, keep your focus and attention very focused on all of these seemingly important things, but they're not contributing to your bigger vision. They're not contributing to you actually making meaningful progress and they're not contributing to your emotional resilience. You know, so there's a big difference, isn't there, between research this idea as opposed to present that idea to audience X, Y, and Z. And it's like I said on that previous point, there is emotional risk involved in these brave actions, but in every brave action you take, it's a vote towards who you're becoming. And I think when you're on your own, just navigating business on your own, it's very easy to justify to yourself to only do the busy work, to only do the low value activities. And what you're missing out on is that meaningful progress, which can which can look like you being very, very busy, but not 
feeling any any reward from it you know what I hear if, if I translate that to how clients first come to me it's like I'm just working so hard I should be seeing a different result from this and that can sound like entitlement at the beginning but it's really not it's this person saying show me what I can't see help me to see where I'm pouring my energy and attention into and I'm fucking tired but I can't see what to do differently And then the last thing that I see contributing to business burnout is people pleasing. You know, when we talk about burnout, yeah, we talk about being busy, but we don't talk about the busyness that comes from not being able to say no, not being able to assert yourself, not being able to exercise and uphold your boundaries, not just with other people, but with yourself. (laughs) And so in business, what that can often look like and what that can often see you doing is it can see you saying yes to the wrong things and therefore being so perpetually busy and almost creating your own set of conditions that are contributing to your own burnout. And the work that we do together, it enables you to consciously choose your yeses and deliver them with the confidence that requ- that is required for you not to then go away and feel and like wallow around in the swamp of guilt because you feel like you haven't shown up for that other person like you normally would, you know? And that's the last point that I make here on the whole burnout piece is you therefore start to accept breadcrumbs. And I don't know how that looks for you because I don't know what business you run or I don't know what career you're in. But what I do know that I see across my client bases when they're in this place of burnout for all of the reasons I've just mentioned it sees them accepting the breadcrumbs, being happy with the bare minimum and not advocating for themselves, not claiming that actually, yeah, I do deserve to be well paid for what I do. And actually, yeah, I do deserve to take breaks or, you know, thrive in the way that thriving looks and feels like to me. They neglect themselves thinking that that is the noble or humble thing to do. But that only further contributes towards this burnout because they're working ever so hard but they are the ones at the bottom of the pile. They're working ever so hard. They're pleasing all of the other people. Everyone else is happy and everyone else is feeding back great things to them, but they are feeling unfulfilled. They are feeling like the cup does not runneth over. In fact, the cup is fucking empty. (laughs) It's like, that's going to lead you to burnout. That's going to lead you to question, why am I even doing all of this in the first place? So, The last thing that I wanted to talk to you about is what I perceive as the most heartbreaking bit, but the most impactful and amazing bit once we start working through it. And it's the biggest reason why I feel like you shouldn't be trying to do it all on your own in business is because when you're trying to do it all on your own without this kind of support, it is so easy, so fucking easy to get in your own way. It's so easy to get in your own way because business is complex. There are things to navigate. There's specific things in your job or in your industry that I have no clue about. And by the way, I don't need to know anything about it. I don't need to know about the wedding industry. I don't need to know about academic research. I don't need to know about whatever insert industry that you work in or job that you do here. You are the one who needs to know that. And in you knowing that, you will know the complexities that you have to navigate through. The waters that are tricky and the and the things and the obstacles that you specifically have to deal with, you will know what they are. And therefore, 
Add on top of that how you speak to yourself. Add on top of that the things that you believe are possible for someone like you. And that's the bit that I help you with. So you take all of the complexities of what's hard about your job or your industry and the things that you just can't control, the things that just are the way that they are in the thing that you work in. And you add on top of that the way you speak to yourself. You add on top of that what you believe is possible for you. That's where this work comes in because it fucking matters. If you have this belief that you couldn't possibly go for that kind of project or you couldn't possibly ever charge this for your service, what your brain will do is it will discount it automatically. And therefore, it's a little bit like, you know how horses, you see them with the like the blinkers on, Uh, those things that uh, block off their eyesight so they're not able to, I think it's so they're not able to see around them so they can't see things that might freak them out. I think, I don't know anything about horses, but that's why I think that they're on them. Someone let me know. It's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like when you're navigating this way, you've almost got blinkers on to opportunities and possibilities of what could be possible for someone as amazing as you. And you can't see that. And so what this work does is it widens. It's like someone's getting those little horsey blinkers and it's like they're opening them up (laughs) so that you can see these new possibilities of what could be possible and probable for someone like you. This is what I love about the Inner Work Club coaching because it's exposed, it's allowing that person to, or even my one-to-one coaching, what we're doing is we're allowing you to play with and expose yourself to ideas that you wouldn't have, it's not even that you wouldn't, you would have previously dismissed them. You wouldn't have even thought about them in the first place. You, we're so confined, our world view of what is possible for us is so limited. It's so small when we're trying to do this all on our own. Unless you are someone who is not only a fantastic visionary, but you are also a fantastic visionary in the face of your own limiting beliefs, in the face of your own self-doubt, you're able to hold them equally one in each hand, both up at the same time. Yes, I have my limitations. Yes, I have my self-doubt, but I also have this big fucking vision of what could be possible for me. Unless you're able to do that, which my clients at the beginning are not, that is something that you are supported with. We, We widen the perspective of what you could believe is possible for someone like you. And when your perspective is widened, your worldview about what you can do, what you can create, how you can contribute is therefore widened too. There's nothing more gorgeous for me than someone taking someone from, oh, well, I don't know. I don't like, I'm just happy with what I do. And da, da, da. and like, you can see it in their whole being. They don't believe their own shit. You know, they don't believe that they're happy with the breadcrumbs that they're settling with right now. And when you get them to a place where they're actually finally able to own their own brilliance and how they want to claim that out loud in the world of business. So really, it's a privilege for me to be able to uh, uh, experience that with my clients. And it's it's an honor to see them shine it with themselves in that way, not necessarily how they show up in business, but just own that within themselves. And from that place, we then look at how are you talking to yourself 
you know, when things go well, are you just telling yourself it's luck? When things go well, are you uh, not allowing yourself to do a bit of a success evaluation and see how you contributed to that thing going well? Or are you just counting it as, well, that just happened because anyway, let's carry on. When things go badly, do you speak to yourself like a bit of a dickhead? Do you treat yourself like, do you say things to yourself like, well, of course that happened because it's you. And these are questions that you might not have considered right now because you might not be aware. And that's this work. (laughs) This work doesn't just raise your awareness to all of those things. This work helps you to have a different relationship with yourself. And in having a different relationship with yourself, you enable yourself to be more successful in business. There is no, there's no other way around it because ultimately, and sort of in summary to this episode, it's your career and it's, or it's your business, you know, whatever situation you find yourself in, ultimately you own it. It's your career, it's your business, you own it. And therefore owning it means taking ownership of it. And that's not always easy to do. It's not always easy to do because we have blind spots. We all have blind spots. We all need that that person who can see something in us that we sometimes can't see to mirror that back to us and allow us to see our own brilliance for the first time. You know, we all need that reflection back to us of the blind spots that we might not be seeing of skills that need to be developed within us without making it mean that we're inherently invaluable, less than, not enough, or in some way, shape or form deficient, you know, and owning it means taking ownership of it and not seeing it as a thing to be fixed, but instead, like, and and so you've got to pause business altogether, but instead, just an ongoing journey of your own evolution. It's okay for you to become. I understand that technically you might be at the top of your game. You might be the best at what you do. Technically, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've completed all of the inner work to help that business acumen actualize. And that's what I would love to be able to support you with. And so um, I think I'm going to wrap the episode up there. I've given you enough, I believe, invitations in this episode to consider coming and doing this work and being supported in this way. And if that's not for you, what I hope this episode has done is help you to see that that support when you're ready is there available and waiting for you. So all of that said, I really do hope that you have benefited from today's episode. I have loved recording it. I could honestly talk about this till the cows come home. What even is that saying? Are the cows going to come home? I'm now going to have to Google that. Someone else, like, let's have a conversation about that. Someone else Google that. Let's have a conversation about the cows coming home. Anyway, (laughs) as always, please never forget. I am always cheering you on and I really, really do hope that you are cheering you on too.